Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the season with Peter Schrager. It's the podcast where we cover the league every single day, 365 days a year, and we give you the most immediate and in-depth analysis and reactions. We typically like to interview coaches, general managers, team owners, certain players, ex-players, media personalities. Sometimes we just want the voice of the fans. Last night was Monday Night Football. It was September 11th. The Jets put on a show like no other show we have seen for a home opener for MetLife Stadium. There were celebrities on the field before the game, celebrities such as Justin Timberlake, celebrities such as Jake Paul, celebrities up and down, inside and out. Football luminaries, hockey luminaries, NBA luminaries, celebrities in the entertainment field. Edie Falco was there. We get to the start of the game, and they turn the lights off. And all of a sudden, the U2 is blasting. And there, in the pitch dark, coming out like a light that's 40 years in the making, is number eight, Aaron Rodgers, darting from the tunnel with an American flag And it is hard not to think this is one of the coolest things ever. And then the game starts. Bills get a first down, then go three and out. The Jets get the ball. 
And on the fourth snap of Aaron Rodgers' Jets career, this is what happens. Takes the snap, drops back, looks over the middle, under pressure, and he will be sacked. Back to the 32-yard line by Leonard Floyd. So the Bills get a big negative. And Aaron Rodgers gets up with a limp. Aaron Rodgers right now doesn't look 100% right. Well, that's a delayed blitz because you've got Leonard Floyd, the right he's defensive going down. end. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down in the field. He's hurt. 11-15 to go in the opening quarter. And Aaron Rodgers is injured on the sack by Leonard Floyd. And the Jet training staff surrounds him. And Zach Wilson pops up and starts to get ready and take some warm-up throws. Looked like he might have got that left ankle twisted as he went down. And as we're taking a little, another look at the replay, and it looks as if when Floyd dragged him down, he toe-picked a bit. And Aaron Rodgers right now gingerly walking off the field with a trainer on either side. Rodgers wouldn't take another snap after that. As we record this Tuesday morning, first thing, it has been confirmed it's an Achilles injury. That's a season ender. There's no guarantee Rodgers will be back on the field next year for the Jets. It might all be over like that in a flash. Four snaps as a New York Jet. Never completed a pass as a New York Jet. And after an offseason like no other in New York, and for Aaron Rodgers, it could be done. I bring on my producer, Aaron Wong Kaufman. Aaron, I didn't expect this to be our week two podcast. I didn't expect us to devote it to Aaron Rodgers, but we are doing an instant reaction podcast. Where were you when you saw the injury and what was your initial reactions? So I'm watching in my office and texting with my dad and uh, and with some friends as well. And, uh, you know, my dad and I are dissecting what the Bills are doing on offense. And then, you know, Jets have the ball and... I was like, oh, wow, Rogers just went down. My dad's always like a few seconds ahead of me because he's watching on TV. I'm streaming on the internet. He's also older, and that's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah, exactly, go. I mean, yeah. That's just what it is. They get like, faster internet up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, wow, that's not good. And like, there were a lot of injuries on Sunday. You never want injuries at all. And I also don't want to see injuries to the team that we're playing against. Like, as Bills fans, like, we we don't want Rogers to get hurt. You, you want to win a real game and it was it it took the wind out of me not even being a Jets fan like rooting for the other team it was I don't know it it there were so many injuries already to think that we were going to get another one and the biggest one uh, was terrifying it was crushing and I I speak on behalf of NFL I speak on behalf of a fan of New York teams and I think I think now as a fan of Rodgers, as a guy, like he totally won everybody over this offseason, and it was authentic. But I I can mourn about it. You and I can dish about it. For this podcast, I wanted to go to the true fans, and I've got two of them. One of them is a world famous actor and comedian, and a guy that you have seen on movies like The Birdcage, on TV shows like The Simpsons, where he plays about twenty voices. And he's also been on the season with Peter Schrager representing an optimistic Jets fan this past summer. A very different version of him I'm sure we're getting in a few minutes here. It's the actor and comedian Hank Azaria. 
And in addition to Hank, I've got a friend named David who has been a Jets season ticket holder since 1966. We've met in recent years at a Super Bowl event. David rolls in some pretty cool circles. He knows a lot of NFL owners. He's also been to just about every Jets home game since they were in Shea Stadium to when they moved to Giant Stadium to what it is now, MetLife Stadium. When you're a season ticket holder since 1966, you've seen it all. I want to speak with David about what he saw last night in the building. But first, I usually laugh at him when he's doing things. There's no laughing here, Mr. Hank Azaria. All right, we're about 12 hours removed from the injury in the moment that shook New York, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, Westchester, South Florida, you name it. There's Jets fans everywhere. And the one world, of my favorite. The world. <laughs> one shook of my up favorite. the world. One of my favorite is this guy right here. We had him on in the summer. We talked about his Jets fandom. It goes deep, and uh, we want the raw reaction. Hank Azaria, welcome back to the season with Peter Schrager. Oh, thanks, I guess. Yeah, it's great to be here, Peter. Really great, great to be here. Great reason. Uh, how are you feeling? Honest, I genuinely still kind of in shock. Like a shock, actual shock. Like a, like a life event shock. I was just telling your producer, Aaron, that there's certain Jets, Mets, Knicks, okay? There's certain moments in that journey. Mostly it's comical and it's sad sack and you love the team and you know, you know, the, the, the aura that hangs over them is not great. You live with it. And there are times when, though, it's not really funny at all. Uh, the Mets collapse in 07 was, was not funny. Not fun. Actually depressed me for a couple of weeks. I was there. That was against the Marlins in the final game of the season. And I remember I was there. Unbelievable collapse. Yeah, that whole three-week collapse was brutal. And last year's Met semi-collapse was somewhat reminiscent. This is, though, up there with, uh, you know, there's certain moments, like, you know, Charles Smith not being able to make that layup against the Jordan Bulls, right? They, they just stay in your mind. And, you know, uh, this might be the granddaddy of them all. This might it's crazy. Be, yeah. Let's go through it. I mean, because we were texting at 4 a.m. this morning. You and I were both awake. And you were the first person I thought of when this thing's going down because we, we talked about it over the summer. But, like, the buildup of the summer is one thing. The building last night, it's almost, if you look at it, it's like a ghastly joke of Rogers coming out in the dark with the lights on 9-11 with the American flag and he plays it. He never completed a pass. No, you couldn't. I mean, you, you know this old story about Red Fox, Peter? Red Fox Let me hear it. with Sanford and Son. Sure. And, you know, that theme music was... Okay, that would play, when he played Vegas as a stand-up, that would play him out. That was his intro music. But this is famous in show business. We parodied it on The Simpsons one time. Apparently one night there was no audience for whatever reason. There was like three people out there. And they play, ladies and gentlemen, Red Fox. And he comes out. He looks out at the audience. He goes, three people. I'm not playing a show for no three damn people. And walked off. And they played his music. <laughs> when they carted Aaron off, I heard the Red Fox music in my mind. I'm like, this is that. This is just insane. You know, you run out with a is flag. Is that when Grandpa you... Simpson walks into Moe's with the hat and walks right out? Is that what we're thinking? Like that? I think it was like that. I, that might be when we when we used it. Um, but it was. It, it's just absurd. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I, then I was thinking like, well, because I was half expecting him to get hurt this year. He's, you know, he's not a young man. 
Yeah. I was like, well, if this happened week eight, would that be better? And you know what? The answer would be yes. It would have been better. At least we would have gotten to see what was what. I mean, it would have been almost exactly like Brett Favre, um, who went eight and three before he got hurt for us. But I, I don't, Peter, I, I, it's just, you know. I know. I, uh, I have a lot of Jets fans, and one of them texted me like, I'm just convinced we can't have nice things. Yeah, I texted you that too. Yeah. That's, that's really, no, you start to kind of believe it. You know, I, I don't, actually wrote, Mike Puma wrote a book about the Mets, and I wrote the forward, and I, I wrote about being Mets, Jets, Knicks, and how it's actually made me quite a negative person. It really has. Um, it's affected me genuinely. Like in business, you know, trying to get projects made in show business is very hard, and but the first sign of trouble, I'm always like, well, that's it. Whenever It's not going to happen. And my partners are always like, why are you so negative? I'm like, because I'm a Mets, Jets, and Knicks fan. That's why. And they laugh. And I say, no, I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. Yeah, I'm absolutely true. I have come to expect Aaron Rodgers' outcomes like that. Like, that's it. We're done. Forget it. You know, can't have nice things. Not to rub salt in the wounds here, but like the thing that no one else was – talking about that the Jets coaches who I speak with often were saying is that Rodgers would be there till 11 o'clock at night, like working with random backup running backs on like getting the offense down. He, I reported this on Fox's pregame on Sunday. He did something called a firing line uh, exercise where he would line up all the young players and they'd go through every hand signal that he could possibly do. And they had to know it. And if they got it wrong, they had to keep going until they got it right. Like he was so invested in I was texting with Salah this morning, and it's just like you feel for the fans, you feel for us, you feel you can pity us. You feel for Rodgers. Actually, you know, it's a, I had a crazy journey with this because I disliked Aaron Rodgers by his end of the time with uh, with Green Bay. Between all that craziness that was going on there, and then the vaccination stuff, and then the uh, some other stuff, right? I was like, man. And, and, and being a uh, Hollywood creature as I am, like, you know what? You know what you don't need in most situations is diva energy coming mm-hmm. in. Like old man, especially old man diva energy. It's like, <laughs> we just, I, I was like, please just get me Derek Carr, please. Which is a nice daddy presence in there. Nice young fella who's going to be a good daddy and going to work really hard. And I, I have a feeling that Derek Carr was going to really... Uh, improve with a change of scenery, which we'll see if he does. And then, man, Rogers completely won me over. Just because I didn't think he'd even show up for OTAs. Right. I think he'd work with the young receivers. I mean, even before Hard Knocks, giving back all that money and, and everything he did. And I'm like, I tweeted, I whatever I put out, whatever you young people do on social, I put out this thing of Jets, he's gonna do this. He's gonna he's gonna recreate Joe Namath for us when he runs off the field. I just totally bought in. I just, I fell in love with the guy, you know, and, and I was happy for him, happy yeah. for the Jets, happy for Sala. I was even happy for Woody Johnson, which takes a lot for me to get happy for that guy. We talk about the humor and the gassiness of it. Like they go to the box and Woody's wearing this ridiculous sauce gardener chain. While, and it's just like, that is so Jets. Like he doesn't take off the chain. He still has the ridiculous chain on and he's still caught up in the, and it's just, it is, it's the Jets. It's same old Jets, man. And bottom line is, you look back at this, right? And you'll just say, same old Jets. It's fun while it lasted. Now, here's the thing. There is a whole season to play. You did beat the Bills last night. I'm not silver lining guy in this. It's almost secondary topic that they won. But can Zach Wilson just hold the fort down and rely on the run game and the defense? And can we still be a playoff team? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, 
That sucks, too. It's like if Zach was going to – feels like Zach needed a year or two, didn't he, if he was going to turn into <laughs> yes. anything? And now he's thrown back into the fire, which will probably end his career because he's probably not ready for it. There's my, you know, sunny Jets outlook coming to the floor again. <laughs> but, you know, I probably – here's the thing about being Jets, Mets, Knicks, when you predict doom and gloom, you're usually right. And, um, well, now I guess we'll really see – to me, he kind of looked the same last night. Like, I've, you know, I've, he played well, but I've seen him play that well. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't know who else you bring in. Nothing else seems realistic right now. And I guess I'm a poker player. I was playing poker last night while this is going on. To me, Zach is an inside straight draw, meaning four cards, you're outs with two cards to come. That's a 16% chance. That's about how I feel about Zach. He's an inside straight draw. <laughs> It's an incredible analogy. It's incredible. Uh, I'll leave you on this. You think back to the pregame. You've got Timberlake on the sidelines. You got Jake Paul being trotted out. You got all these luminaries, celebrities. Did you, in a little bit of a glimmer of your Jets' cynical mind, think this a little bit much before we get this game going? Let's just play football. Oh, I felt the hubris of this for a while. I really have. I mean, all the Super Bowl talk. And I'm like, you guys, please just. And I've been saying uh, to anyone who listened, you know, I'll really just be happy if we play well over the first five, six games. I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to go to the playoffs, but um, I really let's let's calm down here for a second. Rogers usually starts slow and he's not young. And I mean, so, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of hubris. And, we, and I feel I honestly feel embarrassed, literally embarrassed. I feel stupid. All right, get into this because there is a, you think about buying in after knowing and you're, you're coarsened with this and you know this is what Jimmy a Jet fan is and yet you, you let yourself get excited again. I feel that. You know, it's even worse. I had to, I, had a, I got a little, I, I missed it. I guess mercifully had a school function. Sorry, it's loud. I had a school function and I had a, I got to the game about, I, so I watched it with my poker buddies the game last night. Got there 10 minutes late. I walk in smiling and everybody's looking at me like, you don't know, do you? I'm like, no, I didn't see it in real time. You hadn't seen? I I, I walked in like uh, five, 10 minutes after it happened. And everybody's like, no, what? And I was like, and I thought they were, you know, poker guys. I thought they were kidding me. I thought they were joking. Of course. And then I saw it was all too real. Um, And, you know, it was the saddest part was like a buddy of mine who, a couple of buddies just loved ribbing me about, you know, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen with the Jets and the Mets. And even those guys didn't have the heart to, to, give me, to give me crap about it. They were, like, actually looking at me with sympathy. I'm like, I think that's the worst part of all this is you looking at me like you feel bad for me. Right? It's the first time, like, Patriots and Bills and Dolphins fans are, like, feeling bad for the Jets fans because even they can appreciate the human the feeling of letdown and just, ugh. It's horrible. I mean, at least Giant fans can't say nothing today. <laughs> <laughs> what was worse, winning and losing Rodgers for the season or losing 40 to nothing on national TV while you're wearing a blue shirt doing a blue out? I'd probably be, I'd honestly be more embarrassed by that Giant loss, personally. <laughs> Man, I, I feel you. It's, I feel like you're the voice of... <laughs> thousands and thousands of fans and you know jets fans they're all over la now they're all over florida like i meant that when i led into it like new york fans are everywhere and this one i felt like reverberated throughout the country and you're the voice of it right now on the pod 
That said, I mean, it was a gutty win. I gotta give him credit. I mean, that was amazing. And it, it's just, but how well that defense played. Because last year they were great, but they, four turnovers. They didn't get that many turnovers last yeah. year, you know. And it was amazing to see them uh, bust it up like that and get that gutty win. Who knows, maybe, oh, look, football is a crazy, crazy thing, man. Stranger things have happened. Who knows what could happen this season? So I, I was talking to coaches this morning from the Jets, texting them, and the real takeaway for me is like, all right, if Hackett had won – or if Todd Downing had won, or if Salah had won with Rodgers, it's a great story. If these guys can do it with this team, without Rodgers, after the deflation, now that's a really great story, and it almost adds another chapter. So there is a silver lining, cool wrinkle to this. If they could put it together, it's, it's almost like, hey, we won one for the Gipper, but we also did it for ourselves. Yeah, it was impressive. You got to admit that they, that was demoralizing. Demoralizing. <gasps> and they... they they were down 10. And they came back and won that game. I mean, that's something. That is, you know. Yeah. Proud of those guys on 9-11. I, I mean, that I was know. gutty. Uh, Hank Azaria, we love you. Thank you for coming on. I know you're busy. And obviously, this morning is not a fun and happy uh, topic for Jets fans. And yet, I felt like we needed to get your instant reaction. Can I share on a personal note? Can I, I just got a haircut. You look good. Okay. And I just, the girl cut my hair. The young lady cut my hair. And she asked me, are you a senior? <laughs> So that, that was like insult to injury today. Good morning, Hank. And I said, yes, I'm an old Jets fan. Is what That's I am. it. That's it. On that note, we love you, man. Thank you for joining. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther 
than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Uh, This is like a shiva call in my culture. We call this, uh, and it wasn't enough just to have... Uh, our guy Hank Azaria call in and give his 15 minutes of sadness and diatribe. I want to go to maybe the biggest Jets fan I know. It's my friend David. David has been a season ticket holder for many, many years. He travels on the road, goes to games. He never misses a home game. And unlike Hank, David is actually in the building. Uh, David, how are we feeling this morning? Uh, Today I'm dazed in disbelief, but I'm not shocked. Go on. You knew he was Go on. Gonna, Explain it. You knew he was going to get nicked. You knew he was going to get banged up. You have a porous offensive line. Get a, a great Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, but not the most mobile quarterback. And I look back and it's obvious. So Douglas, since day one, has been saying, I'm going to build an offensive line. I'm going to build an offensive line. He's ignored it. You got Alan Lazard. You got some other receiver from Green Bay. You got this guy. You got that guy. My heart is broken. The defense, solid. Great young talent. Great heart. They didn't quit. They won the game. They beat the Bills. They kicked their butt on the line of scrimmage on defense. They kicked their butt in the secondary. But now what do you do? Zach Wilson is a zero. He's a 32nd-ranked quarterback out of 32 in the NFL. Everybody knew that going into the season. You saw enough of it last year and the year before. You're not going to win the AFC East. You're not going to the playoffs with Zach Wilson. Our GM should have had a backup quarterback. It's that simple. A solid backup quarterback. A Sam Donald. Uh, uh, Whoever you have at any great team, they got somebody to step in. Zach Wilson was, you know, a bad pick, move on. San Francisco moved on from Trey Lance. Same draft, same draft class. But 
you know, I don't know where you go from here. I'm devastated. Take me the high and the low, because like before kickoff, you've been a season ticket holder since Shea Stadium? Yeah, since yeah, when? Shea Stadium. I was there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah 1966. So you've been there, 1966, that pregame, and you've got celebrities, and Justin Timberlake is dapping Rogers It was. I, my boys turned to me, all three of my sons turned to me and said, I feel like I'm in Miami. It was 75 degrees. The place was lit up. It was like Super Bowl three years ago. 2020, that kind of electricity, that kind of power, that kind of enthusiasm, that kind of belief that, yes, we are here. This is our time right now. It never stopped. I mean, obviously, after that fourth play, we were all stunned and shocked, but I never saw the stadium like that. Never. Even in 68, when Namath won and Chase Stadium went to the Super Bowl in 69, it was exciting. But this was more electric. There's something about 9-11. The whole country is watching. The whole world is watching. Aaron has come in. And to everybody's you know, negative feelings about him, embrace the team, embrace the culture, embrace the city, embrace Broadway, embrace the ballet, embrace the restaurants, embrace the young kids, help Mackay back then, help all his teammates, cut his salary, he did more than all the right things. He did all the right things, times X. And we were all, you know, embracing him and embracing the new Jets culture. And, and I don't know how you replace that. They should have had somebody to step in a little bit better than Zach Wilson. We know what he is. But... I don't know where you it's go. A cru- it's, a cr- it's a cruel joke. I mean, honestly, we had Hank Azaria on before you, the actor and comedian, and he said, you know... He was embarrassed because he started to believe. And like, if you're a Jets fan since 66, you know that this isn't going to go swimmingly. But he said, I'm embarrassed this morning because I, I, I resisted, I resisted, I resisted. And as Rodgers is coming out of that tunnel, I let the good feelings wash over me and I, 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 let, I let it go and I started to believe. And, and how silly am I? How, why would I ever believe? You know, I, I get that, but I don't hold that attitude because I would have left a long time ago. Even after Rodgers went down and I saw Zach Wilson, a quarterback, I said, we could win this game. We're Jets. Die hard, down deep. We're not quitting on them. They're not quitting on the field. I watched the guys come, come back to the locker room at halftime. They weren't hanging their heads. They weren't in shock. There was a sense that, you know what, in a way, this is going to be a true test of who we are. Let's go out and prove to the world that we're not just a one-man team. We're a team. I think Rodgers instilled that in them. I think his spirit's with them. How long that could last, you know, because eventually it comes down to what you do on the field and quarterback position. But I, 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 don't, I don't embrace that. I was still proud, still cheering, still screaming. My voice is, is hoarse from all the screaming, you know, whatever time it was, midnight with that kick return. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Great. Played great. 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 I give all the credit to the defensive coordinator. Guy's a rock star. Give all the credit mm-hmm. to Sala. He, he embraced the proper emotion and led them. Obviously, your leaders on, on offense and defense, they were there, Mosley and both Williams. And I mean, you can't say enough about those guys. Great talent. Great young ta- talent. Great heart. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed at all. In the moment we were texting, you were in the stadium. You're like, what are they saying on TV? I'm like, I don't have an update. 
you know, Lisa Salters is not exactly on it in the second. And it took a few drives before they, they said ankle injury. But I said to you over text, yeah. I've done this a long time. That ain't an ankle injury. No, I knew said, it was Achilles said, just by the way. With that. Yeah. I said Achilles in real time. I know this stuff. Uh, uh, we couldn't tell sitting in the stand. I was going to say, yeah. in, the building, in the building, is there this feeling of hope? No, you knew it was bad. You knew, the <laughs> you knew it was yeah. Once you saw the cart. No, even, yeah, the cart just cemented it. But even the way he got up, did not take a step, was thinking about taking a step, and then just sat down. And he, you saw his mm-hmm. face, you saw his body motions. You knew it was very serious. It was ACL, it could have been an ankle. We couldn't see, you know, from the stands exactly which part of his leg it was. But you knew it was bad. You know, it was, if not season ending, at least six, eight weeks. Not to wallow in your sadness on this, but you've been a fan since 66. Offhand, is this the biggest disappointment? Is this the biggest letdown? Is this team the one that you got most excited for? Is this injury? I'm thinking about it. I'm going to my head like they lost in the AFC Championship game when they were beating the Broncos that year. And and they lost in a couple of games, but like they were never supposed to be those teams. To not see Rodgers complete a pass in a New York Jets uniform after this whole summer of excitement, I, I can't imagine anything lower. It gets, it, gets, it gets to rank in the top five for sure. I was there when Vinny went down. I was with Vinny last night before the game. By the way, Where yeah, <laughs> he looks great. He's living in Tampa. He's doing some work. He's, he's happy. He was thrilled to be there last night. He embraced the whole Jet culture. You know the crazy parallel that people are making. You know, that 99 season was after the AFC Championship game, and it was the first game. Yeah. And Vinny, Vinny, Vinny rips his Achilles, and that's the season. They go 8-8. Eight and eight. It was eerily similar. And when Vinny's in the building, it's very odd. It was, it was like, this is scripted, right? This is scripted. This is a reality. In the worst way. Yeah, the worst yeah. possible way. But you got to know. It, listen, this team was built to win now, right? You can't think about, yeah. let's, let's just tank for Caleb Williams, right? I mean, you know, that's a pipe dream. That ain't happening. So you have to go out and do something today that's very different. You have to have a brilliant GM that has the capacity to think through something that is not your typical move, not your predictable move, but something out of the box. I don't know what it is. Obviously, people are talking about. All right, let's let's skip to it then. Let me yeah. get okay because the names that are being mentioned on TV are all moderate. Like Matt Ryan, you don't want no, Matt Ryan at this age. No, no. Trust I'd me. Like you know, Car- sure, sure. Yeah, you want to come in, Matt Ryan? Apparently, no, no. Carson no. Wentz. No, Colt McCoy is not winning any Super Bowls. Here's the big one. You operate in New York circles. You know how these things go, and these. Would you call up Tom Brady this morning and say, hey, do you got one more in you? And he would absolutely take the phone call. He would take, you think he would take the phone call? He's a competitive animal. He's a competitive animal. He's going to think through and weigh and analyze pros and cons. He's already done it. Like, what are the pros? I'm back in New York. I'm back on top. This is, you know, a hero's ending to the greatest career ever. They have the talent. They may have to pick up an offensive lineman, but they certainly have the talent. Hackett's a good OC, uh, or the DC, I, I forgot his name. What's it? Jeff Holbrook. Yeah, Jeff Holbrook. I mean, they want to, Woody Johnson wanted to fire him his first year. It's ridiculous. The guy is just, you know, one of the best that doesn't get the credit. Uh, he's weighing that. It's not about money. It's, he loves New York. He hates the Jets more than anything in the world. When I saw him last, well, Belichick does. Do we know? No, no, no. Wait, you said you think he hates. You think Brady Brady does? Brady 
when the last time I saw him, uh, we were with a couple of guys, and, and one of them said, you know, David's a big Jeff fan, and, and he, he lit up. He was so excited to jump all over that. Uh, it's, so, it's too bad. Remember this game? Remember that game? Remember Randy Moss in the last play of the first half? I mean, it, it's photographic memory of every time he beat us, right? And it's a lot of them, a lot of highlights. Yep. So in a way, to turn that hatred is it's very, very uh, uh, literary and, and, you know, inspiring in a certain way, you know, in terms of taking a view on life. That, you know, maybe I do something out of the box unpredictable. The part I don't know is physically, you know, where's his body? And for 41, 42, he's probably in the best health of anybody in the world, but is he football ready? And my guess is he's not at all, hasn't been. And, you know, he's got a good gig now in, in Vegas. By the way, the price of my tickets, I, I got offered a quarter million dollars for my six seats before the game. I probably could sell them for 50 bucks today <laughs> the big financial turn in, in four plays right but, yes, uh, yes. but uh, I, I think I would make the call the answer is yes I, I think 90 10 he doesn't do it but he'll he'll consider it he's a very smart thoughtful guy you know it's funny he was at the Patriots game obviously so from people who were there in New England they were like a He's got the glimmer in his eyes still. Like he's still, yeah, you could see, yeah. he loved being in that arena. He's a solid 15 to 20 pounds lighter than he was oh, yeah, he last looks year. Yeah, yeah, he looks thin. He looks very thin. And then the other side of this is he currently owns a piece of the Raiders. So that would have to be a lot of legality stuff with the league. But I'm sure the league, if Brady wanted to come back, they'd figure that out and we could expedite that. I mean, Mark Davis would figure that out. But who else is there? Yeah. So I'm thinking out of the box. I don't go back to tradition. I say, give me a quarterback that has legs, that's young, that I could throw in there and won't make mistakes, but can make plays with his legs and has the capacity with his brain to not not just have brain cramps. So Malik Willis. All right. So the, you know, Malik's so young. That's like having Zach Wilson out there. They, they're not proven. You'd want like a Tyrod Taylor, who the Giants have in that sense. You'd want. Yeah. No, he doesn't. A Ty, you know. Huntley, maybe Huntley on the Ravens, the backup to Lamar. He played a play, but like, are these guys that much better than Zach Wilson at this point? I I don't know. Andy Dalton, do you want Dalton? He's down in Carolina mentoring Bryce Young. Okay, let me me make it real simple. Anybody's better than Zach Wilson. Anybody you put Mm. in there because he will lose the Mm. game for you. He cannot. the, the, The greatest catch of the season was Garrett Wilson, right? Why was that? In a terrible pass. The worst pass. That was thrown to the wrong shoulder. That was a that was a pick. I mean, come on. You saw everything you needed to see. He threw interceptions into triple coverage. He threw it into the dirt. He's running backwards. He's got, got that high school mentality. I'm going to run around and run around, and then I'm going to make a mistake trying to make something great happen. That hasn't changed. He is who he is. He is not NFL-ready processing ability to see the field, make quick decisions, and then act on it. He's just not. You cannot go more than one or two games with him. That's it. One last one for you, and not a player. It's a because I just I don't know where this is gonna where your reaction is gonna be and what you want to say publicly. But I think if you represent Jets fans, you have a certain cringe factor to this. So Rogers is down, snaps his Achilles. They're going sideline to sideline, and then they show the owner's box, and Woody has a giant diamond-encrusted sauce gardener necklace still on while he's, like, taking calls about Rodgers. You can't make it up, David. 
No, no. I, I mean, I've talked to Woody about, you know, his view on, on, on the team. And, I mean, it, it, he's all in on filling the stadium, getting the attention, getting the buzz, and himself being legitimized by Aaron Rodgers. That, that's what that was about. I mean, I could go back to when the trade was made. They didn't have to swap the, the, the picks in the first round, the 15th for, for the 16th. None of that. But the Zach Wilson game plan doesn't fly. That will, The air will be out of that balloon by the end of the first half in Dallas. I'm going to go to the Dallas game. I'm going to sit with Jerry Jones. You go, you're going to Dallas? Of course I am. I'm rooting this team on. It's a shondo, Captain. It's a shondo. <laughs> You, you're going to sit with Jerry and say what? Go Jets? I'm root for the Jets. It doesn't matter. I'd sit with Steve Ross in, in Miami and root for the Jets. It's okay. So he, he respects it. He respects yeah. it. He's, he's loyal. He's a loyal man. He knows I'm loyal to the Jets. I'll tell you, by the end of the first half, you'll see what Zach Wilson is. That's simple. Yeah. I mean, if you could train him to manage a game, to really manage a game with his brain and just make a couple of those quick passes, great. He is not capable of that. That's simple. Yeah. He has stacked 10 guys in the box to stop Resol. What a super talent he is. I mean, mm-hmm. you, know, you love Crook, super talent, all in, big heart. You love Garrett. Garrett is maybe the premier wide receiver number one. He's a true number one. He's a, he's a Lazard made a couple of big plays. They have all the skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining about the wide receivers. I'm talking about, you know, Dwayne Brown hasn't had a snap in preseason and practice. Nothing. <laughs> and and the biggest side of the history of Jets, a modern history of the Jets, that's your left tackle. That's your blind side. The left tackle blind side position is one of the top five positions in the NFL. You're putting a 38, 39-year-old guy coming off late labrum surgery that hasn't had a staff. So the only thing you do is go down and try to do a, a, a you know, a, a tick block, you know, and that's what happened. He went down, the guy went over him. Can't blame. Actually, uh, in a way, they should have ran the first three, four, five plays, you know. Just get it going. Just get it yeah. going, but I'm not going to blame Hackett, you know. Last one, last one, because you and I There's no talk. last one. This never ends. This is for the rest of our last lives. Last one. Okay. Last one. Do you regret doing Rogers over Carr now that we look back on it uh, all these months later? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. no. No, uh, Rogers did something magical for this team, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna last for a while. How we take advantage of that—that's what's gonna set us apart. Okay. Thank you. You're the best, David. Appreciate you. So there you go, Aaron. Um, two different diehard Jet fans giving two very similar perspectives. David, the latter one, didn't seem as woe as me and was more angry about the offensive line play and what the general manager has done to prepare this team at quarterback. And Hank just sound like, you know, that's just doom and gloom. What got me is when Hank Azaria says that he carries over that Knicks, Jets, Mets fandom of always being the sad sack loser to like his Hollywood career where the second you pitch a project and there's pushback, you just immediately shut things down. Uh, It does become an ethos after a while. And I said it on Good Morning Football. At some point, Jets fans look in the mirror and just say, why can't I have nice things? Why me? That like rung really true when you were saying, you know, you had multiple friends who texted you. We just can't have nice things, which is the kind of mantra you have after years and years of feeling beaten down by something and then getting excited about it and then just the bottom falling out entirely. So 
that hurt to hear that. And it hurt to hear that you were getting that from multiple people. Yeah. All right. So it's Tuesday morning. We're going to get this up as quick as possible. So it's an instant reaction. But I threw out there to David about Brady. I don't know if that's realistic, but like if you're looking for inside stuff, of course I was texting with all the Jets coaches. Of course I was texting with executives in the front office. My thing to you is this morning in the immediate reaction, devastation. They won the game. They love it. Devastation. I spoke to a coach who said he hasn't slept and it's already 10 a.m. And they got home at midnight, 1 a.m., hasn't slept, can't sleep. Why? Excitement, nerves, just gutted. Why? Gutted for Rodgers. Gutted for Rodgers. How much Aaron has poured into this team this summer and how much he gave the money back and he's all in and he, gosh, uh, it's everything. I, 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 I feel so bad for so many people, the fans, the organization that threw their weight behind Rodgers uh, for Aaron and his team and for the NFL. It sucks. The Jets being a good team and the Jets being interesting was really fun. And maybe they are, but this does feel like a day of mourning. Do I think they go and sign Matt Ryan? No. Do I think they sign Carson Wentz? No. I think Zach Wilson's the guy right now. And maybe we can cross those bridges if it is clear and obvious that he isn't. Do they maybe have to sign someone else? Well, Tim Boyle's on the practice squad. Probably elevate Tim Boyle. Other immediate things is is that they have a game in six days. Like they got to go play the Cowboys, who just won forty to nothing and have the best defense in the league. So they have to start preparing. The NFL's cruel like that. You got to turn the page. Uh, originally, when we were planning this during the week yesterday, I had a different guest scheduled. Uh, I had about ten points from week one I wanted to go through. They're all secondary. They're all way in the back burner. Today was a Jets episode. If we were on WFAN, we'd spend 10 hours doing it. Uh, fortunately, we were recording the podcast here. But I do want to give a story or two from my weekend. Is that okay, Aaron? Oh, yeah. No, I, let's hear something. I don't know what the story is, but hopefully something uplifting and a little brighter than what the past uh, you I'm gonna know, 30 minutes I'm going to paint you some pictures. I'm going to paint you some pictures. Um so I work for Fox Sports on the weekend. I'm blessed to do it. It's it's one of the coolest gigs a guy can have in our world because I fly in and I'm with sports media and ex-player luminaries for about two hours every Sunday. Then I fly back. But on week one, I fly in on a Friday every year because the Fox executives led by Eric Shanks and Bill Richards and Jacob Ullman and Brad Zager, these guys put together a beautiful... Friday night dinner for anyone who works on the Sunday pregame shows. And we have two of them. We got the Fox NFL kickoff show that starts at 11 a.m. Eastern, and it features myself, Carissa Thompson, Charles Woodson, Michael Vick, and now our new addition, Julian Edelman. And then Rob Gronkowski comes in, and he's going to be doing a bunch of appearances with us too. Now, on the other show, it's almost like chair for chair. You got like Kurt Menefee, Michael Strahan, Jimmy Johnson, Howie Long, and uh, Jay Glazer, who kind of does the insider stuff um, on that show. So you got all those people, you got all the producers, you got all the executives, and they rent out some awesome LA restaurant. Last year, we went to Spago, which is like the original LA cool restaurant. And I got to meet Wolfgang Puck, who came out of the kitchen, probably to want to go meet Michael Strahan, but I just ran right in front and I just like intercepted him and I talked to him. So this is all very glamorous. Free steak, free dinners, Treated like gold, probably a car that picks me up, whether it be an Uber or a car service to drive me 10 minutes to wherever we got to go. Like Fox treats talent really well. Fox cannot control the airline industry. 
So I finished my show, uh, Good Morning Football, and we had a great one after the Lions upset the Chiefs at 10 a.m. I immediately run to a car that's going to drive me to the airport where I had a noon flight on a certain airline that was going to fly and get me to L.A. at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Dinner's not till 6. I'd have time to go check into a hotel. Uh, typically I would, I would maybe, you know, freshen up, maybe get a workout in, probably not. Maybe instead of getting that workout, ordering room service and eating a meal before the meal. That's my typical routine. Well, I get to the airport and I go to that, let's just say, I don't want to give any tips away and complain about an airline, a gathering space for those who travel often on the airline. And it is a pigsty. Everyone's fighting over like one cheese plate and like a potential cup of hummus. It's vile. I literally do the Simpsons meme that I referenced with Hank, where like I walk in, put my hat on the the rack, get my hat, walk right out. It was disgusting. (laughs) So I sit at the gate. I haven't eaten. I've been up since four in the morning for good morning football. And I'm like, I'll eat on the flight. We'll be okay. Flight's delayed one hour. I'm like, all right, no big deal. I've dealt with this before. Flight's delayed two hours. All right. Um, uh, okay. Just hang in there. I'm texting. I'm getting my notes ready for Sunday's pregame show. St- Finally, they board us. I feel great. I feel great. Get seated. I got a nice little window seat. There's another seat next to me. It's open till the very last second. I'm like, okay, we're good. All of a sudden, they're like, all right, we're wrapping up. Where I'm like, I have two seats to myself. A guy comes walking on. I know the guy. This is my senior big brother from my fraternity in college comes walking down the aisle and sits right next to me. It just so happens that this guy is a gentleman named Michael Dubin. Do you know that name? Do either of you guys know this name, Michael Dubin? No. Michael Dubin was my favorite senior when I was a freshman in college. I was in a fraternity. He was one of the seniors. Some of the seniors were huge assholes. Michael Dubin was amazing, would take care of us, would be the guy that would say, hey, this isn't a great moment in your life. I know that. Why don't you come to my room and have a soda and relax and chill out while the rest of your friends are not uh, enjoying being up at three in the morning, doing positive things, I'm sure. I mean, it's all, we're doing philanthropy. That's what we did in the fraternity right, yeah, as a freshman. What, what yes. Are, yeah. yes, it's all about philanthropy. And we were probably putting together some sort of wonderful um, community service event or planting a tree for somebody. Um, Dubin walks on. And now Dubin, since we were in college, and you can Google him and everything, and it's not like I've seen any of this, this you know, from him in a personal level because we haven't talked much in the last 20 years. Dubin was struggling in his 20s and like marketing and like trying to be an actor at one point. And he'll tell it candidly, was working in advertising, was having some success and came across an idea and had this concept in about 2007 where he launched a YouTube video for a company called Dollar Shave Club. If you haven't heard of Dollar Shave Club, uh, it was razors that were sent directly to your home. It was, you skip the middleman, you go right to uh, the consumer and he was selling razors for $1 and it was as legitimate as it sounds. And what the story goes, he inherited some incredible warehouse of razors and was a creative mastermind because he's a genius, put together a hilarious YouTube video, which I don't know if you remember, he had the tennis racket walking through the warehouse. Go Google Dollar Shave Club YouTube video. Essentially, Michael Dubin creates Dollar Shave Club. It's one of the most successful first 
entrepreneurial grassroots disrupt the mainstream companies in in business. That was in like 2007. In 2017, after they've already expanded from just razors to doing shampoo and doing conditioner and to colognes, I don't think he'd be upset with me saying this. Dubin sells the company to Unilever for a billion dollars. All right. So he's now a multimillionaire, whatever. And then he goes on, he's on boards of companies, whatever. So imagine me, I'm sitting here and Dubin walks out. Of all the people that you could sit with, he sits down. We immediately embrace. We're having a hilarious conversation. He's the fun, one of the funniest guys ever. Like if you watch the YouTube stuff that he does, it's authentic. It's him. He's amazing. But sure enough, it's not like we're talking while the flight's going off. We're sitting on the runway. Delayed another hour. Delayed another hour. Now it's two hours. We've caught up. We're good. We're both doing our own thing on our phones. Like, whatever. Pilot gets on. Now, remember, the flight was supposed to take off at 12. It's 4 o'clock Eastern. Four-hour delay. Gets on. Pilot says, folks, good news and bad news. The weather that was um, seemingly affecting this flight uh, has passed, and we're about 11th in order to get out of here. But due to FAA regulations, at nine hours, our entire crew has to clock out. We're at eight hours and 48 minutes. You can't make this stuff up. So Dubin looks at me because he's hilarious and is like, I'm sure he's really gunning it to get us off the runway. Uh, The alternative is he has a Friday off in New York and we're not sure enough. Folks, we have to deplane. A new crew's going to come on. Don't worry, though. This usually takes pretty easy. We get off. I'm dejected. I'm missing this dinner. I know that. But I know I also have to be in LA first thing in the morning because we have a big production meeting. Edelman's new. We're doing a walkthrough and like I can't miss that. We get off. I see my Delta app. It says boarding in about 20 minutes, your flight. I look at Dubin. He says to me, well, they'd have to get all of the bags from that plane, put them on a different plane. There's no way they're doing that in the next 20 minutes. There's no way. And I look around JFK airport. It's mass hysteria as it always is, but it's Friday, week after Labor Day. Sure enough, the next update on our app, your flight is taking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. Oh my God. So now it's like, what do you do? So now we're attached, me and him. We're like, we have an adventure. He's a diehard tennis fan. (laughs) Says to me, should we just go to Medvedev? uh, What's his name? What's uh, Alcaraz? This is Friday night. I'm like, I can't. I got a family. I've got bags. I've got like, he's like, I've got bags. I've got, I'm in, like, I got to get back to LA. He's like, this flight's not taking off till 10. Why don't we go? And this is why like you have like certain people who are doers and alphas. And then there's me who like waits for things to happen. This is an unbelievable story of like entrepreneurial spirit. He's like, why don't we just go? He doesn't have tickets. Why don't we go to this tennis match, hang out there for a few hours. It's quicker than going all the way back to Brooklyn or Manhattan. We'll watch some tennis and we'll go back. I'm like, how are you going to get tickets? He's like, go on StubHub. We look. It's a few hundred bucks. He's like, I'll buy both of our tickets. The two of us will go. I'm like, well, what do we do with our bags? He's like, we'll leave our bags. We'll figure it out. There's something we can do. Like, we'll be fine. I'm like, Are you really gonna do this? He goes, I'm really doing this. So I call an Uber and I'm like, I'm going home. I have a chance to see my family. I'll come back to the airport. I'm not sitting in the airport for six hours. Aaron, this really happened. Have you seen the Paris Hotel on the side of the road on the BQE ever on the way to LaGuardia or airport? I think it's called no. the Paris Hotel. Uh-uh. It's like a stucco building and it's every, all the romance and beauty of Paris. Imagine the opposite of that. It's off the BQE (laughs) and like, I'm not talking Astoria Queens. Like we're talking like right off the BQE. 
And it's got a giant Eiffel Tower that lights up fluorescent colors. It almost looks like sleazy in a way, like one of those like you know movies you'd see where you know unsavory things happen. Yeah. Michael Dubin looks at me and says, "All right, am I buying your ticket?" I'm like, "No, I'm going home. I, I've got. I'm going to have a meal and come back to the airport." He goes, "I'm going to the U.S. Open. I am telling you, I watched this man buy a ticket on his phone with no hookup. No, he's not asking for anything." get dropped off on the side of the road at the BQE, walk by the Paris Hotel, got dropped off at the Paris Hotel, walk to Flushing Meadows, which was probably a mile, in the pouring rain, and I get back in the car. Within 20 minutes, I get a selfie from him, and he's smiling in front of the match, in front of Medvedev and Alcaraz. (laughs) (laughs) He watches the entire match, and midway through the second set, I'm still on... No, the BQE, because it's an hour and a half. It's you know Friday traffic. I'm miserable. I'm missing this dinner. I'm bummed. I get an update from my airline. Flight's been canceled. So we go home. I get on the first flight out. Sure enough, he goes to the match. It's an incredible match. He's sending me photos. Obviously, Durant's there and Charlize Theron's there and Tom Brady's there. And there he is in the mix. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. Saturday morning, I get on the first flight out. I get out to LA and it's just go, go, go. Hanging out with Gronk, hanging out with Edelman. Charles Woodson's amazing. Um, Carissa's great. We have an amazing Saturday morning meeting. I do my usual week one routine, 5 p.m., table for one, dinner for one, just me, eat, want to stay on East Coast time, get in bed around six or seven. I sleep like a baby, have an awesome Sunday show. I'm not sure if you watch Fox NFL kickoff. We kicked ass. We had a great show. Edelman was fantastic. And I've got like a 1030 flight, 1030 Pacific. Get to the airport. Brother, you wouldn't believe it. Get to the airport, going through security, get the alert. Flight is delayed till 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Went back to Fox. Go back, sitting in the green room, watching games. Let's just say I did eventually get home. But if the travel woes of week one are any example of what's to come, it could be a long season for your boy, P. Shrakes. Aaron, your thoughts on that entire story? So I have had a lot of horrible travel experiences. <laughs> I've had um, bags getting lost on international flights and showing up in Australia with no luggage. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had flights where we land and the we have a layover and the connection does we miss the connection. So then we're stuck in a city overnight um, where we're like, it's not our city. It's not people we know kind of thing. And when I hear you talk about travel, it kind of <laughs> makes me feel like I'm a little luckier than I think. Every single time, maybe just because you travel so much, but I have to give this side of it. Now, there are 99% of people who say you have the best job in the world and you're flying on someone else's dime. Shut up. I don't tweet about it. I don't out the airlines. If we're doing the season, I'm telling the season yeah, stories. Yeah. This is what happens. Did you consider, so there have been a few times I've been to JFK or LaGuardia where it keeps getting later and later and I'm just like, forget it. I want to fly out tomorrow morning. I want to go home and sleep in my bed. I don't want to sit in the airport for four hours. It turns into five. It turns into six. Like, did you, when it, I guess when you got off the plane. Yeah. It was done, bro. It's done. It's done. Yeah. It's um, over. And I hear the Friday night dinner was great. I hear Edelman and, and Strahan and Gronk and all these guys. Yeah, it was great. Um, real quick on that. So I'm in the airport all day Sunday, and then I go back to Fox, and I'm back at the airport. Uh, 
the YouTube Sunday ticket, freaking awesome. Like it was great. It worked. I bought it and it was great. So the the saving grace is that like there was football to watch. I was able to do my work. I got home on um Sunday around like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I was on Good Morning Football by 7 a.m. I still haven't slept as we do this because I had to stay up and watch Rogers. So I'm running on fumes. I know I just did 20 minutes on travel, but you know, I listen to Ryan Rossillo and he'll do a podcast and have a great guest for 40 minutes. Sometimes I skip to life advice at the end. I listen to Simmons and Cousin Sal. They have got great talk about the line. Sometimes I skip right to to Parent Corner. Corner. Like guys, if you're not into the travel woes or my travel stories, I get it. But there are some people who love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I had to do it. Uh, as for Michael Dubin, uh, go Google him. And if you ever uh, want to support Dollar Shave Club, he doesn't open it anymore. So go do it or don't do it. I don't care. But one of the great stories, Google him on YouTube. Enjoy the comedic. Should we get him on next week? I think he'll have some good stories. I mean, we, we can have our favorite topics, uh, travel, tennis. Uh, does he like Broadway? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, that's all. The, and football too, I guess. But like, like, There's a whole three. sect of people that I'm friendly with that are like, you know, Dubin I hadn't seen in 20 years, but we we know each other well. Um, but like a Gary V type where it's like entrepreneur. Then we got chefs that I've become friends with, restaurant tours. I feel like we could open it up this season. And so one day we'll have like, here's John Kuhn who used to play fullback for the Packers talking about interior offensive line play. And then the next week it's like, Here's a sous chef for Gordon Ramsay who's going right. to tell you what it's really like on the bear. You know, yeah, that's yeah. It. So, that's it. yeah, we need someone who will talk about the bears and then someone who <laughs> the will talk bears. about the bear. Yeah, we, we can figure this out. On that note, we're done. Uh, amazing podcast. I, Jets fans, I'm sorry. It's not going to be what it was. But you know what? This is life. Uh, there could be worse things going on. Uh, I'm Peter Schrager. That's Aaron Juan Kaufman. Jason English is in the catbird seat. You guys are awesome. We text all the time. Now we've become great friends and I, I love sharing the season as it goes. Uh, in LA, you've got Matt Schneider and Jason Kleinman and all those Arizona guys who were sad to see them lose to Mississippi State in overtime. Jed Fish couldn't get it done. Uh, we've got Meredith Batten and Dave Jaranka and the NFL Network side and of course the iHeartRadio people. We're having a blast with this. Um, hopefully better tone to start this podcast next week but you know what that's the season it's not all gonna be roses and rainbows baby on that note uh we'll see you next week The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. 
Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.